Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. Welcome to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps Podcast. A very special uh, graduation season, S-Z-N season, <laughs> of, uh, of all things sports, high school sports, but also high school sports writing, a little journalism talk. I just, Jim, I just feel like with the um, – with with kids getting done with high school, with kids getting done with college, they're they're either going on to 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 you know their career or they're going on to higher education and and they're starting to you know pursue careers in in sports writing uh, potentially sports media or they're starting school to to learn more about how they can break in and and create that little place in life for themselves. And I just thought that. So that was on my mind, and, and I was just kind of thinking about, we, you know, maybe if we spent some time just, you know, kind of talking, reflecting a little bit on our journeys, but because they're they're kind of unusual journeys, they're not they're not uh, they're not uh, the stuff of of Hollywood uh, script. They're just a little different. And then you know, looking at what we've picked up along the way, I mean, we've got a combined fifty years, so we've got a combined half a Sid Hartman. <laughs> an experience and, and maybe you can share some things with with you know kids that are listening their parents that that might be listening um people just it's just maybe they're curious you know how to get from point a to point b and uh so that that's that's kind of what i wanted to to touch on are you uh are you with me absolutely why don't you go ahead and uh and uh lead the way and i'll follow well we had a tip the rings of my nose just lead me around yeah, we have atypical journeys, atypical journeys because neither one of us are journalism school majors. Um, neither one of us were able to follow uh, the advice that that I had gotten, which was to you know follow internships and or uh, certain job opportunities, follow them as far around the country as need be to to build your portfolio. That wasn't part of my journey. Um, I ended up in a a now defunct part of the Star Tribune when I came in, uh, the Star Tribune North section. It was a community weekly section that we had in the South and the West and then the North and for a little while in the East. And then that just eventually turned into joining the, the everyday newsroom. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's, you know, 15 years gone already or, or, or more. So it's, uh, it's just, it wasn't a, it wasn't a typical journey for me in that way. Um, what, what about you? What, what what were the high points of, of what brought you from from the beginning to to being at the Star Tribune for going on thirty years? The the high points. I need a job. That's that's simple. I mean, <laughs> you know, after after, after my after my father died when I was in, in college, I, I never I, I I wallowed around for a long time and I kind of tried on a few things, different things for size. But I was always a sports fan. I always uh, read the sports pages cover to cover and i'm not just talking about the headlines i'm just talking about the pro sports i'd read the scoreboard down to every team there i remember the uh the the bowling scores and and the uh um, holes in one and, and things like that everything in the scoreboard I would, I would read it cover to cover i remember having to get to the when i was younger i had to get to the sports page in the morning before my dad got to it and bought it into the bathroom with him um so that was the so I've always been I've always been a sports fan and just ended up there. I needed a job at one time, got a job and uh, started in classifieds and 
I'm the slowest rising person in the history of the new. Um, <laughs> went to, 20 years later, I was actually actually made an, an uh, actually more like 22 or 23 years later, so more of a um, considered an actual writer. Um, everything that I've ever done in newspapering has been basically learned on my own. Nothing, there's no schooling behind it. When I was in college, I was actually a, a, a public administration major among other things so everything uh, everything i've ever done in the newspapering business has gone i've learned on my own but no schooling whatsoever uh, i'll say that the biggest reason that i'm here is because i worked for five years at the minnesota daily which is a student-run paper at the university of minnesota and so i didn't have the classic classroom education as i said i was not a journalism school major but those five years at the daily were invaluable and i wanted to go back on what you said here you mentioned the 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 voracious reading that you did of, of the sports pages as, as a reader and as a consumer how, how how much do you think that led you to success in this career because I, I think that when people ask you know they when you tell them how important reading is they kind of look at you funny but i think reading is invaluable what, what, what it, it sounds like you feel the same well, in terms of newspaper reading, it definitely was. Um, I was always a, a big reader growing up. But to me, my, I had a grandmother who worked as a, as a uh, cocktail waitress and a, and a hostess for many, many years at the old Charlie's Cafe Exceptional, at the old, um, at the Normandy, at the, uh, uh, which I think is still there. Uh, the Normandy's there, yeah. Not there anymore. And then she spent like the last, I think, 15 to 18 years of her working life before she retired as a waitress at the old little wagon, which is just a, uh, about a block away from the uh, Star Tribune offices. And, and uh, they, uh, they attracted a lot of newspaper people. And she would come home at night, tell me that she had talked to this reporter or that reporter. In my mind, the reporters that, that were reporting on the sports were my heroes. They were superstars, just like the players were. I'd have, I'd got autographs from you know, the Bruce Brothers and Bob Schrank and John Gilbert and R.T. Smith and Dick Cullum and others that were the old that would go down and hang out at the old little wagon. Um, and they were, that was a superstar to me because they were actually covering sports. And so that, those, are, those are the people I actually looked up to and because uh, I would read their stuff daily, get to the newspaper. I wouldn't just read the sports page, although it was my first destination. It was always, you know, every other page of the newspaper was something I poured over as well. So those, they were my superstars. They were the people that influenced me to want to be a newspaper writer. But growing up in the inner city of Minneapolis, you're an inner city kid, Dave, yourself in St. Paul. It never seemed realistic to me. Um, you know, we just didn't have people in our family that went to college. So um, that's why me being here where I am now doing this, I mean, it's pretty amazing considering that I didn't follow the traditional path that so many other reporters and writers and journalists do. What was your perception on covering preps? Because I had, as I said, worked for the college newspaper and I was around, you know, division one and, and the Gophers. And, and I thought that, you know, when I was leaving there to go to the Woodbury Bulletin, which is, which is a now departed community weekly, uh, I, I sent an email to a number of people on staff at the daily. And I said, uh, I said, well, I'm moving on or sorry, I'm moving up or at least on to the Woodbury bulletin to cover preps. I, I just thought that the preps was just going to be some kind of mostly insignificant stopover for me, just something I had to do before I you know, got hired to be 
to, to, to resume at the division one level and, and keep on going. And, and uh, I realized how wrong I was, but I'm curious, what was your perception on, on being a preps reporter? Again, coming from where I came from, I mean, I started in, in the newspaper in the classifieds, worked my way up into it being a copy aide back when the copy aides were under the uh, management of different people within the newsroom. And a lot of where I ended up was, was purely serendipitous, just happened to work out for me. But um, I never looked at preps as being a stepping stone. Growing up, pouring over the newspaper like I would, I knew the names of every team in the state, every school in the state, a lot of which are now defunct or part of a cooperative. Mm. I would read every single high school score in the scoreboard. I had I was a huge, huge high school sports fan. I, I, I loved seeing those pictures of high school kids playing football at Parade Stadium or state basketball tournament or state hockey tournament. Um, so high school sports to me were never... Uh, a stepping stone to anything else to me to me high school sports and has now become a destination uh it's something that is is, is you know vital to the community it's something that's uh, integral to the lives of the people that live here and while it may have not have the broad uh, appeal that it has that the fans or golfer sports do the, what it means is so much more important to the community uh, because you're actually reporting and talking about the kids that are actually doing the things um, on the, the field of play. And they will eventually not become professionals and go on to become large community members. And this is something that affects their lives. I've never looked at high school sports as being a, a stepping stone. As a matter of fact, I look at it as probably the most vital sport from a uh, cultural significance that we actually, uh, that we actually cover. Well, our, our colleague, Rachel Blount, who's, you know, covered, I know, I know sure her career is varied. She's been a columnist. She's been uh, NHL Olympics. Is, Let me know, say this before, before you go. Rachel Blount is probably the, one of the best writers we've ever had in our paper. She's a fantastic writer. I don't think she gets enough credit for what she does. Rachel's fantastic. Just wanted to get that in there. Well, and, and that, the, what I was getting to was, you know, talk about you know, not getting enough credit. Uh, Rachel said that the toughest thing to do well in, in all of sports coverage is a high school football game. <laughs> because, and, and, this, and that actually you know, kind of goes back to where I learned very quickly that my perception of preps as a stepping stone was way off. And, and so I'd gotten to the Woodbury Bulletin. Um, you know, you're responsible then for, uh, you know, I think 10 to 12 articles a week, which were you know, checking in with the various teams of the, whatever season was going on. And, and I had to go shoot, uh, and then you shoot your own pictures, which I had never done. So I had to go down and shoot Woodbury softball at, uh, let's just say it was Hastings. I don't even remember, but I remember driving down there and I had to cobble together a roster as best I could on my own. I remember thinking, I know absolutely nobody. There's no sports information director to coordinate interviews or sending me you know, copious amounts of pregame notes, <laughs> all of these things I suddenly had to invent. And uh, it got my attention very quickly that, that this is going on and this is what it was going to take. And, uh, and, I, and I developed a, a healthy respect and appreciation for preps right away. And then, you know, to, to get back to what you said about, about its role in the community, I think that that really started to shine through as well, whether in Woodbury or, or at the Star Tribune, it's, it's a big deal, you know, for people at this age um, to, to have something written about them in the newspaper and to be online and 
people appreciate that. And, and I, and that appreciation and is, is, you know, something that I've really enjoyed in lieu of, like you said, in lieu of maybe, you know, covering events with 60,000 people and, and covering events or, you know, writing about athletes who are, are stars in their own brand. Uh, I, I think that the satisfaction and, and the knowing the importance of, of working with kids uh, on this level is, I think that, that that's, that's satisfaction enough for me. I, I can hear you on that. I mean, there's so many people trying to be sports writers and a lot of really good writers out there and deservedly so. But the thing about covering high school sports, again, you're covering the community. And I, I can't think of any one place I would rather be uh, than a Friday night in the fall for a good high school football game. I'm, I'm not kidding. Would I rather be at a Super Bowl where the, where the Vikings playing with overpriced tickets and crowds and people telling you where to go? And no, I would rather be at a high school football game between two, a very good high school football game between two rival schools. And you've got, you know, uh, the, everybody there, you've got kids there that are out uh, on a Friday night. It's, it's their night out in a safe environment. You've got parents that are, are catching up in the stands. You've got kids playing football in the corner. It's an, it's a community event on a good high school football night. And it's exciting. It's under the lights. It, it means something to people. It's something that the kids have been anticipating all day long. Um, and it, there is it's just something that captivates you about a good high school athletic game because it, it is so intrinsic to the, to the soul of that community. Um, you can talk about uh, pro sports all you want, but, you know, pro sports, for the most guys, as much as we love some of these guys, they're mercenaries, man. They come in and they play and they leave. But these are kids that are grow up in the community. They are active in the local schools they're showing what they have on a friday night or tuesday night for basketball or a hockey hockey rink and then eventually it's all going to be over and this is their their time to shine i think that that's it's such an important aspect of being a high school sports reporter and i appreciate it more than any any part of my job just it sometimes it even brings a tear to my eye to see some of these kids um performing in front of their parents and you know how excited they get it's I get choked up just talking about it. It's it's, it's <laughs> the best thing I think there is in, uh, in in the world of sports is watching um, kids and high school kids perform for their parents and for their communities because it means so much. I enjoy the the people I'm around. The young people bring the energy and they're fun. Um, and then the coaches. I mean, you, you're talking about people that aren't doing it for the money. There are a lot of them are teachers by trade. And they are putting in additional time then after the school day to coach. And these are people with a lot of wisdom, with a lot of patience. Uh, these are people that, uh, that I've gleaned a lot from as, as just as a person and, and how I apply them to my business relationships, how I apply them to my personal relationships. I think if you're in an environment uh, where you're around coaches and teachers, that, that's a good place to be. There's a lot you can take from that in and out of what you're actually writing necessarily. It can be just good for your own personal growth. And I've, I've really come to value that. And I've really come to value the responsibility of writing uh, about teenagers. I, I'm the type of person where I, I'm a big believer that, that athletes are what they overcome. And so you go back into the, everything I've pretty much ever written about an athlete. I try to get the light and the shade. Um, not throwing shade like those stupid memes or stupid internet speak, but 
but just just the parts of their journey where they had to overcome some kind of adversity and it's not always overly overly dramatic in the stuff of disney movies but it's still you know hey you know how did you get through that and and then how you know what was you know, so it's that, that you know being able to work with them it's it's it, in the care it takes to tell those stories in a way that's not going to embarrass the kids uh, again another one of those lessons that that's been applicable outside of my job it's how do you how do you you know conduct your relationships to people that mean the most to you well i i i give it some better thought because it's it's i have to carefully manage those relationships and transactions throughout the workday so that's that's been another wonderful and very valuable part of this whole this whole journey yeah you know the thing that i found with with kids and yeah talking about high school kids and and parents and coaches is rarely do you get no comment rarely get (laughs) the media where do you get anybody really to get anybody that 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 looks at you with suspicion in their eyes or wondering what your your ulterior motives are you're out there just to kind of give uh, shed some light and and on something that's happening in the world of high school and that's exactly what i think it should be that's exactly to me what uh sports should be i i i love that more than anything else rarely i had a kid tell me they didn't want to talk they didn't want to do an interview afterwards. There've been many times I've had to rein them in and make sure that things they say <laughs> don't get publicly um, yeah. Yeah. spread. But still, yeah. that, that's your actually, and I think that's the whole the best part of doing high school sports is that you are actually representing people within the community. These are the people that you see at the stores, you see at Cub Foods, that you see you know, at the at the gas station that, that are stopped by you and on the stop sign and at the stoplight in the corner. These are these people mean things of the community that when they're out there playing uh, a football game or a hockey game or a volleyball game on a Friday night, this is them representing their community and doing the best they can. They're not professionals. They're not going to go on to anything major. Most of them aren't in their lives. They're going, they're the people representing their school and engaged in their school, engaged in their, their uh, life as a, as a young person. And that I think is so, so valuable. And that's what makes it so important to me that high school sports is in my mind, the most valuable part of the sports department because it actually has a lot of meaning to it that isn't just professionally based. It's not just based on money. We were watching a wild playoff game the other night and Nick Bukestead was doing his thing for the wild. And I made the comment, they said, yeah, I remember having dinner with that kid at the, I think it was the crystal Buffalo wild wings, you know, 10, 12 years ago now, whatever it was. And, you know, and I just think how funny, you know, how, you know, here he is out there playing, you know, in the NHL playoffs and doing his thing. And I get a kick out of that, but it's not even the, it's not even the athletes who go on to become professionals or, or Olympians. I get a kick out of the stories that I've done on people you've never heard of before, you know, that, that mm-hmm. I get just as much enjoyment of that. Yes. You know, I've very much enjoyed like prep bowl lakeville north beating eden prairie you know all the talent on that field and that game uh the, the various championship games in hockey uh always good but but you know it's good to 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 you know be at a track meet and then watch a couple of kids set all-time records they again doesn't have the same fanfare but it means a lot to me to to be around those things and and i, I get a kick out of it whether it's bigger uh, you know, the higher publicized high school events or things that other people might not even know are going on. I, I, it's like, well, you know, you go out on new year's Eve and be part of everything, or you can go out on, you know, March 
24th and own the place, you know, kind of the same, same idea. And I've, I've taken a great deal of satisfaction uh, from both, both ends of that spectrum. One, one memory that I have from that stands out to me is uh, when uh, Tyus Jones, I think he was a sophomore in high school. And I think he was, he was either a Metro player of the year, or it was going to be our Metro player of the year. He and his mother and his younger son, Trey came down to the Star Tribune offices to do an uh, interview and a photo shoot. Um, and if you've been at the old Star Tribune offices, there are nothing exciting. There's a lot of long uh, cavernous hallways and things that you went down in the old building. But his, his, Trey came down and he must've been, I don't know, seventh grade at best, sixth grade maybe. And he had a little play basketball in his hand and he was running up and down the halls, bouncing the ball off the walls as, you know, making, doing basketball moves while I was talking to, uh, to Tyson's mother, Debbie Jones that day. And they had to say, Trey, settle down a little bit here. You know, don't be running around. Now the kid's playing uh, professional basketball and he's been, he was a Metro player of the year and a all American kind of player and just, drafted for the by the San Antonio Spurs and Tyus was playing for the Memphis Grizzlies I still look at these kids and think I remember when both of them weren't old enough to drive and you know seeing just the humanity in them not the not the professional athlete just what they are they're kids and that's what I I love so much about covering high school sports is you're you're covering what the kids are doing in school you're not it's, it's not anything anybody's done to make a career out of it or try to make money out of it it's just what they're doing to keep themselves engaged or involved in school. And it doesn't matter if it's athletics or fine arts, or you're doing something volunteering, or you know, you're, in a, you're in an academic club, it's kids staying involved and active in their school. That's exactly why I think high school sports is just so vital this year to, to cover for these kids, to give them an avenue and, and, a, and a place to publicize what they're doing. And the memories you have of these kids that were, that were you know, just like little rugrats and now they're professional athletes. You know, I see the same thing with Jalen Suggs. I remember Joe Maurer being an, a ninth grader hitting a home run in a, a state high school basketball, a state high school baseball tournament. And I think as a, like as a freshman, I remember Joe Maurer having a, an amazing section championship game in basketball. You know, and that we, nobody just talks about how great of a basketball player he was. These are the things that you see and you witness and you witness them up close without handlers or publicists or anything. It's, 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 Sport is its true essence, and that's what makes it so wonderful to cover. Well, and I think if you're listening, you know, to this, if you're, you know, aspiring journalists, okay, it takes, you know, you know, some, you know, reading and consuming, but it also you better have the passion for it. And I think the passion's coming through. it. Paul, our producer and editor, Paul Cloud, I had a question and looking for a, a smooth way to jump in. This is as smooth as it gets, Paul. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks, David. Uh, appreciate the uh, the chance just to ask one quick question to you guys. This is fascinating, uh, and you were kind of getting to it there a little bit, David. Um, now that we're now that we're in the age of the internet, where you know when you started out talking about newspapers, you know, unfortunately, that's something that not as many of our younger readers uh, have any familiarity with anymore. But now that you know you've made the transition, both of you, to uh, you know an era where we are so driven by what's online, I'm curious, based on what you've been through. What advice you have for, you know, the aspiring sports athletes who might be thinking about, you know, with the kind of work that you're doing and, you know, getting into sports journalism, knowing what you know now, what advice do you have, both of you, for the, the future David Levakes and Jim Paulsons of the world, given how you guys got into the business? 
and how it ties to the internet? Well, just because it's so different now, you know, it's not a newspaper only business. It's a, it's a, it's an internet business where it's very, isn't it? It's very different that way. Yeah. There's some, there's a lot more avenues now than there is. I would just say, you know, don't ever give up on the passion. If it's something you like, uh, we, we found that it's not always a way to make a lot of money. We, neither David and I are, are in any way, shape or form getting well off doing this job. Um, I'm calling you from my car phone in my Maserati, Jim. I'm sorry you're not doing as well. <laughs> really, I'm sitting in my garage somewhere with a with a, a tin can tied to a string. Um, the, the thing that uh, that I think is, uh, I know a lot of high school sports writers in the same boat. Is it's nice to marry up. <laughs> You've got a wife that that uh, can help you help support you. But uh, if if you really love doing it, find the passion in it and can continue to do it. Even if you have to do something else to help support yourself, don't, if this is what you like to do, find a way to do it. it Cause there are so many times when I'm at a football game or a basketball game or a, a, even a volleyball game, something. And I'm saying, I'm getting paid to sit here and watch this. I'm getting paid to do this. Now, obviously the work comes in afterwards when the game's done. Now you have to actually do your work, your interviews, your writing, but still it's, it's, it's like nothing else. I mean, you can have a lot of jobs that probably pay you a lot more, but the excitement and the opportunities you get is, is just fantastic. That's what keeps me going. Well, Paul, I think that the mediums change, you know, the internet, um, and I don't know where it's going from here and what it looks like, but I do know that whatever, whatever the medium is, that's good storytelling is going to be at a premium. I don't think that ever goes, ever goes away. How you tell the story and how you disseminate it. You know, I can't predict where, all that's headed. We know the internet's here and it's, it's, uh, you know, very uh, prevalent, but it all comes down to storytelling and, and the content you generate and, and how well you share it with people. So if you can do those things, well, that will transcend whatever the medium might be in five years, 50 years or 150 years. Sounds, sounds exactly right to me. The passion and the storytelling. That's what it's all about. You guys are, you guys have, have both in spades. That's great. And I will, I will, I will interject to this. If you have the passion, it'll, it'll be reflected in the storytelling. There's no question about that. That comes through and you can, you can tell easily that someone that cares about what they're doing. Well, gentlemen, thank you for the time and insight. I appreciate those that, that listened. I hope there was some nuggets of, of uh, wisdom in there to help. Uh, and just, again, don't be discouraged. There's no, right way to do this um just keep doing it you know and that's 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 that'll lead you where you're supposed to go and no we'll come back next week after the holiday break and we'll start to set the table for the uh section playoffs which will be rolling and as we get down now and prepare for the spring state tournament so uh, check us out on starchmune.com and uh we'll see you in a week thanks <laughs>